Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Chris, I need to switch up my wardrobe a little bit more. I think I wore this shirt on a show not that long ago, but it doesn't matter. What's happening, everybody? It's by low time here on Fantasy NBA Today. It's week eight, and I got to say, gets a little bit tougher every week. To come up with those names, a little bit tougher every week because the sa- the great settling, the great leveling has occurred. But don't worry, we have a few left in the hopper. And lately, we have been churning out some serious profit. It doesn't always work like that. Now, sometimes you, and, and this was the case for us a little bit earlier in the season, we had like a, say a Jaron Jackson Jr. and OG Ananobi on the list three weeks ago, and their turnaround was not immediate. If you bought low on JJJ, it took another week and a half for things to start to get going right. It took, for OG, it took until like two games ago for things to start cooking in the right direction. But luckily, they have turned. And what we're going to do here first, we're going to recap where things have been for our buy lows over the last couple of weeks. And then we'll turn our attention to a few new names we can throw up on the board. I am Dan Bespris. Make that bigger for you guys watching so you can see it. There's the handle, at Dan Bespris on social media. Please do take a moment to find me over on Twitter. And please take a moment to like, subscribe. And if you're listening after the fact on traditional pod channels, please take a moment to drop a five-star review. Let's start looking at some of these names here. And again, we're, we're going to look at it uh, sort of from the back forward, which... I, I say it out loud and I realize that was sort of odd nomenclature, but let's start with what's been going on on our board lately. First of all, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jalen Williams, Julius Randle are all up big, basically, since the last time we looked in on some of our buy low wrecks. Julius Randle took off immediately. That was a a pretty easy one because he was shooting like 39% and you knew that wasn't going to hold all year. He's still only up to 158 overall on this season, but over the last two weeks, things have improved dramatically. He's a top 35 play over that stretch while suiting 60%, which again, that's not a sustainable number. But you knew a good stretch was coming after such a prolonged, quiet span. Jaron Jackson Jr. is top 20 over the last two weeks on averages of 24.5 points, 50% shooting, not an insane number there, but now he's up to 3.3 defensive stats over that stretch. He's raised his number into the 60s on the season. And Jalen Williams, who his turnaround has not been quite as stark. He's number 76 over the last two weeks, but he's better than that over the last one week where things really started to improve for him. He's pushed his way up a couple slots on the board as well. That's been a nice uh, series of wins. Arguably the biggest win we've had over the last week is OG Ananobi, who jumped from number 113 to number 82 over the last, uh, like, about a week which is weird because the week before that, he kind of didn't do anything. He was like top 90, 100 range. In fact, he might have even slipped a spot or two. But he's number 28 over his last three ball games. Again, small sample, but you always knew these better games were coming. The steals haven't even really fully come around for him yet, but other things are starting to look more like the guy we know. He's working his way up the board. Some of these buys are starting to cash in. We do have three names that didn't really move over the last week. DeMar DeRozan, who uh, is having a strange time with hitting free throws. I still can't fully understand that one. Over the last week, uh, he's taking 12 free throws a ball game, but he's only hitting 78% of them. He's only shooting 39% from the field over that stretch. 
He's averaging 30 points and 8 assists, but the percentages are just not where you expect them to be. And the beauty of DeMar is that they'll come around. I don't know why it's taken longer this year. I don't know why he's at 44 and 80 when we expected him to be in the high 40s and the mid 80s, but eventually they'll start to tick that way. And I've heard folks say, oh, well, maybe he's just washed now. Fine, okay, fine. If you want to put the field goal percent lower than before, that's fine, you could do that. But even if just the free throw percent comes up, he jumps past his ADP and makes him a pretty easy buy opportunity. Again, Cam Johnson, uh, kind of nothing there. He's been a, a, a total nothing story. Uh, he'll be fine. And then Walker Kessler, who's now back out again, right after he got moved into the starting lineup, which is kind of amazing because he was about to go crazy and then uh, ended up dinged up here, and that's pushed him back down a tad. Yeah, you know, he's up to 29 minutes a game prior to that. If you can get him, now's your last chance to do it. Truly the last chance. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. What else have we got going on here? That's not the only one, believe it or not. We got another short recap. Uh, Keegan Murray was on our buy board. He's up 10 spots over the last week. Zach Levine, sadly, was on a buy board two weeks ago. And uh, then he got ruled out for another month. So that one's turning out to be a very bad recommendation Hopefully he gets traded before then. That would then fix that recommendation. But for now, that one is headed the wrong direction. But let's get into some new names. Oh, sorry. These are the repeat guys. These are the guys that I think you can still uh, cash in on. Uh, Keegan Murray, I think, is still going to go higher. Damar, we just talked about. Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, and also Jalen Brown, who was on our buy low board, I think, two or three weeks ago. And he's just been kind of slowly working his way up. He was like 96 or 97, I think, on that board. And now he's up around 80 overall. And it's just going to keep very quietly working towards where he'll probably end up, which is more in that like 40 to 65 range, depending on where his percentages settle, where his usage settles. There are more options on that team, which makes it a little harder for him to find as much stuff to do. Still plenty, still 18 and a half shots a game. But the free throw number is really low for Jalen right now. Field goal could also come back up a little if and when they do. I think that's how he continues to move up the board and why he's on the repeat buys. Let's get into our three new names for this week. First of them is Damian Lillard, who's in a funky funk shooting slump right at the moment. That's pushed him down to number 21 on the season. 42%, pretty high volume from the field, 17 field goal attempts, 92%, high, high volume at the free throw line is kind of carrying his numbers. But a lot of this stuff for Dame is fine. 25 points, 7 assists, a steal, 4.5 boards, three three-pointers a game. 
Uh, usage is not surprisingly down because he's playing next to Giannis Antetokounmpo. But that 42% from the field is a number that, in my eyes, is going to work its way back up. And why am I confident of that? Well, it was just there, like a week and a half ago. Also, we know enough about Dame over the years to know that he hasn't shot this poorly outside of his oblique-plagued 29-game season two years ago since all the way back in 2015. And it sort of just doesn't make any sense. And if you're like, oh no, shot profile. Well, last year, more than half of his shots were threes, and he still shot 46%. And he's done that a couple of times recently, where half of his shots were threes, and he shot 46, 44, 45% from the field, and this year he's down to 42. I don't think the scoring is getting back up into the high 20s to low 30s, simply because he's not going to need to take 19 to 21 shots a game. 17 could end up the tiniest bit higher, but I don't know that we can even really bank on that because the free throws are also uh, extraordinarily high. One of the highest numbers he's had in his entire career. So that's soaking up some of his usage as well. And so I think what you need to rely on, also again, looking at the assists being as high as they are, pretty similar to what he's been doing in Portland. The steals are normal, the blocks are normal, the turnovers are normal. The only thing you're looking at right now is the field goal percent. But luckily, because he's a high-volume guy, the difference between 42% from the field and 44 or 45% is actually fairly notable when it comes down to his actual fantasy value. Turning that big negative into a smallish or medium negative, basically kind of the same amount that C.J. McCollum is sitting at right now, is actually a pretty big bump. That probably moves Dame from where he is right now to, like, number 18 or 17. And then with it, you kind of also forget this, it drags the scoring up as well. An extra whatever it is, uh, you know, one out of 17 shots per game is probably a little a little bit bigger than the number you're looking at, like a half of that. Um, it's part of a three-pointer, small fraction, but, you know, it's fractions of a point, and it all just slowly floats together. Now, how do you acquire a guy like Dame is probably the harder question here because it's already hard enough to get a big-name player like that. What would you have to give up to get him? You kind of have to look at the board around Dame and see which players are potentially around him but headed the wrong way. Uh, someone like a Carl Anthony Towns might get it done. He's number 29. He's behind Dame, but maybe somebody, somebody's frustrated with Lillard's poor field goal percent. So I think that's a name that you could probably throw out there. I don't think I would... Because James Harden is actually on the rise right now. You know, you look at the last couple of weeks, and he's beating him. Uh, the other guys in front of Dame that maybe are headed the wrong way would be someone like a Devin Booker. Uh, Bradley Beal is back for the Suns tonight. Kevin Durant is still out, so we're still not quite at the, okay, these guys have to share it three ways portion of the proceedings. I really like what Paul George has done this year, but remember he got off to a top six start, and then over the last, call it like, three to four weeks, Paul George has been more like a top 35 to 50 range dude because the field goal percent and steals have kind of come down. Now that could bounce back up a little bit, but in my eyes, it still feels like Dame probably passes him before the season's done. LeBron's been on a crazy heater lately, especially in defensive stats, threes and field goal percent. He's a guy that probably starts to taper at some point. We started to see it happen, and then he went crazy for like two games, and he Blew his value right back up through the roof. Anthony Simons is off to an absurd start to his year, uh, shooting 100% at the free throw line. Like, if you think he finishes the year with a better field goal impact number than Dame, I got a bridge to sell you. 
the other stuff with Simons, like the low field goal percent, probably sticks. I don't know about the 30 points per game, because remember, most of the games he's played right now have been without Brogdon, without Jeremy Grant, without DeAndre Ayton. I think he played with most of those guys on the first game of the year. Simons isn't going to be able to keep doing what he's been doing here lately. I, I doubt that'd be enough. Maybe you could use him and pair him up with like a top 40 guy to get Dame if you're going two for one edition. Uh, I don't think I'd give up more than that. You know, most of the other names on the board could probably net you more. Like Tyrese Maxey at this point could probably get you more than Dame, which seems insane to say like four weeks ago, but it's probably the case. Markinen, if he wasn't hurt, would be someone I would think about throwing out there for Lillard. Um, Scotty Barnes, maybe. I don't think you're cashing in quite enough there. I don't know that there's actually like a margin of profit. So my favorites are probably Booker before he has to play with two other stars. PG, who's been very slowly trending downward. Braun, who at some point is going to miss some games here. And also, like, I just I can't imagine he keeps up this level of efficiency. We're talking about one of the maybe the most efficient season of his entire career happening at age 39. McCollum's not going to get it done, but maybe you could pair him with Anthony Simons. Uh, Desmond Bain is right around him. That's another guy you could maybe pair up. And uh, those are the guys that I think I would consider trying to put together in a package for Lillard. The stuff on the board that I've gotten a couple questions about what it actually means. Um, we talk about the sort of, uh, for those that are watching, for those that are listening, I'll, I'll read it aloud. I listed the current nine cat rank for Dame, which on Yahoo is 25 on basketball monster. I think it's 21 or 22. My end target is somewhere between 15 and 18. Uh, and the buy low price is 20, meaning what can you get for to, or, or pair up guys if you need to, to create a, a player valued around 20. Next player on the list is Jared Allen, who we actually had on this board like a month and a half ago before he was getting his minutes ramped up. And then he cashed in on that. And now he's tapered off again, mostly because of foul trouble. He's had a couple of ball games in a row where I think it's two straight or two of the last three. Maybe I should dig in on that. Uh, or possibly three in a row. No, two of the last three, he's been in intense foul trouble. The other one, he just, it wasn't as great of a ball game and his team was in, was kind of coasting along. Uh, but you have this weird artificial deflation going on. He hasn't blocked a shot in the last four games in a row, but two of those he's played under 20 minutes because of fouls. Last game he played 15 total minutes in Orlando, fouled out, 4.7 boards. So he's in a deep lull right now, and whoever's rostering him might be feeling kind of annoyed by that. Beauty of it is you, we, we all know better than to buy into a three-game lull and how that can impact somebody's rank. Jared Allen at... Uh, 83 on Basketball Monster, 97 on Yahoo, such as the you know differences between some of the rank boards. Uh, it does kind of change the what you're hunting for, but I still think he can get up to number 65 or higher on the season. And I think you can probably get him for someone around 80 to 85 on either board, depending on what type of player you're looking at. Um, I would have said Jalen Duran, but he's out for another week and a half at least with his ankle thing. Jabari Smith has been kind of on the rise, but I'm pretty sure I'd rather have Jared Allen. Looking at guys that maybe are slightly behind him, um, who gets it done? Kobe White's been running crazy hot with Zach Levine out, but now we're hearing that the Bulls might actually try to add players. So he would be an interesting sell high. You could probably even aim higher. Buddy Heald is a sell high. Boyan Bogdanovich would be my favorite of the bunch. If he could get you Jared Allen, I would do it in a heartbeat. 
Kuzma, who's fallen to number 94. I mean, like, I get it. You guys seem to think something magical is going to happen there, but we know the percentages are what they are. Um, Let's see, who else is in that range that's probably headed down instead of up? I guess that's kind of the board in terms of guys headed down. You're not going to get Jared Allen for Eric Gordon. Whatever board you're looking at, it can be pretty different. Like we said, Basketball Monster has him higher than Yahoo. Yahoo's got him at 97. Basketball Monster at 83. If you can get him for someone like we just talked about, I think that'd be a pretty good range and just assume that his minutes are going to be a little more consistent. I guess we can't promise that they're going to be more consistent, but it sure feels like it. If based on nothing else than the fact that two or three low-minute uh, foul-plagued games can really impact what your overall numbers are when you're only 18, I think he said it's 18, games into the season. And that's what he's at right now. All right, let's do one more name. I know, again, like I said, it's been getting a little harder to dig up names. This one is a strange one. It requires more explanation, and the player is Asar Thompson, who you may all remember I had on my sell high board three weeks ago when he was rolling, and he was just starting to show signs of cooling off. And we had him on our sell high board. And then like three days later, he got benched. And I would love to come out and say that I'm the smartest person on earth. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not. I mean, maybe I am, but I'm not. But am I? No, I'm not. All that's a joke. I'm obviously not. Thing is, I didn't know he was going to get benched. I had no idea that that's what was coming next. I figured he was just running out of gas. Rookie coming out playing like gangbusters, all of the adrenaline, high-flying steals, blocks, rebounds, all this stuff that's like pure energy stats for a guy that has not lived through an NBA season. There was, there was a pretty easy call to just assume he was going to hit a wall. What I didn't know is that the coach was actually going to be the one to slam the wall right in front of him. Whammo! He saw the wall. It was coming. It was down the lane, and he was slowing down as he approached it, and then... Monty Williams was like, you know what, let's just bring this wall super close without uh, actually telling him. And let's make sure his eyes are closed when it happens. And then smacko right into it. And in that moment, I even put it on Twitter. I said, you know, the funny thing is, I just had him as a sell high. But now with his benching, he probably flips over to a buy low. And sure as heck, he was a buy low. Not because he's going to magically do something better, but because now we've seen a couple guys go down for the Pistons, and then Thompson got dropped right back into the starting lineup. How does this all get sort of cinched together? Because it's a complicated tale. Not to mention the fact that he probably ends up back on the bench when Jalen Duran comes back. Might even end up on the bench when Marvin Bagley comes back, which you know makes you shudder and sends a cold chill up your spine. Maybe he sticks in the starting five. Maybe. I don't think we can promise it. The price range to acquire Thompson, and what I put on the YouTube slide for those that are listening, is a pickup? Because he got dropped in a lot of spots. And I understand it. He was doing nothing. He moved to the bench and did nothing. And in that moment, it was like, all right, well, this is the opportunity of a lifetime because at some point, this dude's going to get to play again. We've seen him. He's legitimately good enough to play at the NBA level already. But there's an energy element at play here. Can you pick him up right now? I don't know. I don't know how many leagues he got dropped in. Some. I don't trust the Yahoo ownership numbers. That's cockamamie, 
you know, you got deep leagues mixed in, you got points leagues mixed in, you got eight cap mixed in, you got crapper leagues mixed in. That, that, that thing doesn't really answer any kind of questions for us. Only you know. First of all, check your waiver wire. If he's out there, you should probably pick him up because this kid has an incredibly bright future. If he's rostered, right at this moment is a very hard time to buy low because he did just drop into the starting lineup and have one good ball game and kind of ruined this, this segment for us. But I want you guys to be aware of what could happen here in the not-too-distant future. And what that is is guys come back for the Pistons. Thompson gets moved back to the bench. Then he becomes that buy low again. Because no one's going to trust him playing 16 minutes off the bench. But that's just not going to last forever. It simply can't. He creates a spacing issue, and that's why they want Boyan Bogdanovich in there as often as humanly possible. But also, this team is awful. And Thompson was fun. And at a certain point, you kind of have to go fun. If you're going to be awful, you might as well be awful and interesting. Awful and boring is the absolute worst. I don't think Thompson is going to have a knock-your-socks-off eyes bug out of your head kind of season. Uh, not this year, at least. Maybe next year, possibly. Or could it be the year after that? I don't know. I mean, the, you know, the, trying to grade out how a player's development happens is pretty complicated. What we do know is that he'll get another look at some point. And when he does, it feels like top 100 is a pretty reasonable range for him based on defensive stats and rebounding. And, you know, as long as he's got the energy to do it, that's where you're hunting for. But what would it take to get him right now? Honestly, I don't know. That's unfortunately where I can't really fill in the blank on this particular one. Because what are you going to do? You're going to give up someone in the 115 range? I don't think the... the if somebody on your in your league is still hanging on to Thompson, they're probably not going to give him up for some warm waiver wire type of guy. They're not going to give him up for Josh Hart. They're not going to give him up for an injured Marcus Smart. Or, I don't know. Maybe they give him up for Gordon Hayward, who's been better lately with LaMelo out. But LaMelo's not that far away. Maybe you could sell a high on a guy like Hayward, and he might very well be on our sell-high show tomorrow. Just things to think about. What would it take? Who would be more interesting for your team, like, three weeks from right now? problem, of course, is that if you pick up Thompson today, and that's why this is sort of not a super accurate name to put on the board, if you get him right now, you're knowing that there's going to be another, I would think, pretty significant dip before things eventually get back to a decent spot. So calling him a true buy low is inaccurate. That's where I want everybody to make sure they're paying attention to what I'm saying. You don't need to go buy low on him right now. He's a player that I just wanted us all to really be focused on. Because his value bottomed, and it's probably going to bottom again before it actually gets consistently decent. If you can pick him up, you consider it, knowing that you may end up dropping him again at some point. Right now, he's more of like an on-and-off waiver wire type of guy. But there's going to come a point this year where it's going to be worthwhile, and I just wanted to make sure we're not behind that. And also, this is this opportunity, you know, with the different guys injured, it's less so. But right before that happened... This is an opportunity to look at this player and say, I know this guy can play, and I know this guy can do fantasy stuff. How can I get my hands on him the easiest way possible? Right now, I think the answer to that is to wait. Don't buy him right this second. Wait until guys start to come back. He starts to lose that gig again, and then you can make your move and pounce. And that is our buy low list for this week. I know it wasn't super outstanding they're gonna get harder every week they're gonna get harder to put this one together um 
Damian Lillard, that's your first name on that board. Uh, again, I know it's like, it's not perfect. Because um, there's just like, there's such little wiggle room there. And then Jared Allen is probably the easier one. And then Azar Thompson is your, don't necessarily go by him right this second. But just understand that there's going to be this little upswing with everybody hurt. And then there's going to be the dip. And that's the point where you want to strike to think about kind of strategize the attack all right okay i think we're all clear on that i'm dan baspris at dan baspris on social media come hang with us in discord the sports ethos discord is free it's wonderful everybody's answering each other's questions we're all having a damn blast over there um that link is in the show description just go find it super simple a lot of good stuff actually is in the show description including a link to manscaped.com where you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with promo code ETHOS20, get your Hanukkah and Christmas presents for the hairy man in your life at manscaped.com. With promo code again, that is ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Sportsethos.com, the website, Ethos Fantasy BK. This is Fantasy NBA Today, two for Tuesday in the books. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with another maybe double. See you then. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.